All right, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and we are back. I know that for the past several months, you all have been suffering. You have been lonely because you haven't had the podcast to keep you company. I was lonely. Yeah, but that's for a different reason. <laughs> that's because no one likes you. No, that's fair. Um, so I am back. For those of you who have been wondering, and for those of you who don't care, um, I've been in the hospital for a couple of months, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I had to have some surgery done, uh, some foot surgery done, so I was in the hospital for quite some time in rehab. Which, let's, let's face it, Daniel, you always thought I'd wind up in rehab somewhere. Yeah. But for drugs, but not for uh, foot surgery. But anyway. I, I thought it would more have been for the insanity of having to put up with all the classes. Mainly you. Yeah. Mainly you. Yeah, um, crazy I was. But we're back, and this is the first time I've recorded anything in quite some time. So we're back, and joining us today, back on the podcast, without his Bible, is Daniel Leach. Hello! It's good to be back. So, um, have you lost your love of Scripture? Uh, I have not lost my love for Scripture. Do you, have you completely abandoned the faith? I have not completely abandoned so I'm just wondering why you didn't bring a Bible. Well, you know, we kind of just did things on the fly, you know. We, we were originally just going to do breakfast, and we didn't know if you were going to do a podcast, so I didn't even think to bring a Bible. But so, I, do, I do have my phone, which has the King James on it, so we're, we're good. Well, does that still count, though, if it's on your phone? A 1611 translation on a 2000-something phone, is that, does that still work? It still works. You know, I can, I can pull up a Bible verse right now, and we can read it in the, in the King James. Okay, well, um, so those of you who remember, Daniel is now a senior at Heartland Baptist Bible College out in Oklahoma. Amen. And so he's, again, he's entering into his senior year, and whenever he's back home, we like to have him back on the podcast, um, because we can't find anyone better. (laughs) And so we scraped, no. Um, So, Daniel, first off, let's, you've, had some, you've had an exciting summer. It's been an amazing summer. And I want to talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about last semester. Yeah, because I don't think we did a podcast when I was here last no, time. No, we did, we did not. No, no. So let's talk about last semester. So we, uh, last semester I think was probably, probably one of the biggest ones because it's a lot of application cl- uh, classes, kind of like what we talked about. Um, I believe the last time we talked, we talked about like how men- ministry can be messy. Yeah. You know, you, you talk to people, you help people. Uh, and this class, really, or uh, this semester, really built upon that. But it really built on the aspect of your role. Right. You know, we talked. We had a marriage and family class. We had pastoral responsibilities, uh, practice preaching. Uh, we did church planning, so planning a new church in a different area, uh, eschatology, so end time events. Uh, there was really just a lot of lot of classes that really took into the application yeah. standpoint. It was really good. Uh, I think probably my two favorite classes was probably pastoral responsibilities and marriage and family. And so, ladies, if you're listening, and say you're in your young 20s or so, um, you should know that Daniel's single, and that he got an A in his marriage and family I did get an A. I did get an A. So, I mean, that right there, um, if they don't mind your looks, (laughs) um, that could be good marriage potential. You know, I'm just going to say this. I'm made in the image of God, so that's beautiful enough already. So, I'm a 10 out of 10, if you ask me. That's what ugly people say. (laughs) Anyway... Um, hey, if I could find a wife, you could find one. So. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. This We're... podcast has just gone 
off the deep end already. <laughs> that's what happens when we don't play anything. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. You know, I think of the first, I think we went to, was it Olive Garden? Yes. And then, you know, we did a, a podcast on our way back. We kind of just ripped into like a bunch of different denominations that way. I think so. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We did, I, we I apologize all to the uh, Catholics and Lutherans. You know, I, I don't typically try and roast you guys on the fly, but... We're not going to apologize to the Catholics. Yeah. We'll apologize to Lutherans. Yeah. At least I consider them Christian. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't think we have much of a Catholic listener base. I'd be surprised if we did. Well, I um, mean, you know, Catholics kind of like this, like, they do their own thing. I mean, they have, like, their own ordinances and things that they follow... And they're kind of like their own church. Yeah, because they're not Christian. Yeah, no, they aren't. Anyway, um, and I say that because if you don't believe the gospel, if you don't believe that um, salvation is by grace through faith alone, then I'm sorry, you're not a Christian. And the Catholic Church has historically taken a stance on that ever since at least the Council of Trent and even before that. Yeah, that is true. Um, so... Yeah, now that we're alienating everybody. <laughs> uh, anybody else you want to rip on? Anybody else you want to no, just no, deeply no, offend? No, no, I, I want to, let's keep people interested. I will say, you know, one of the things that's popped up recently, oh, I don't even know if I want to talk about this, but I already started going and I'll get myself in trouble. There's, there's a new type of, I'll, I'll say it, it's a cult out in Colorado. Um, and that's, oh. It's terrible. I know some people involved in this church, and I use the word church with air quotes, uh, because they deny, they deny the true gospel. And the pastor just recently put out a message where he said that once you get to heaven, God's going to pull out an iPad or something similar. I didn't know that God was you know, a Mac user or an Apple guy, but anyway... Uh, I'm pretty sure that Apple is a tool of Satan, but that's another thing. Um, but he said he's going to track all the different tests he put you through, and you're going to get a pass or fail grade. And your final grade will determine whether you go to heaven or That heaven. sounds very much work-based. It is. Uh, Absolutely. Can we... We could probably pull scripture after scripture after scripture. Well, I mean, we could go to. Do you this. couldn't because you didn't bring your Bible. You have well, your phone. Yeah. So Ephesians two eight nine is the most obvious. For by grace you are saved through, through faith, faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, mm-hmm. lest any man and should boast. Not of works. I mean, I don't know how more clear that could be. Um. Ugh. Anyway, so we're, we're getting off track. Yeah, we're, we're getting off track. Okay, so um, if there's anything you should walk away from this podcast thinking, it's salvation is by grace. You don't earn your salvation to any degree whatsoever. The only thing you add to your salvation is the sin that makes it necessary. Mm-hmm. That is very much true. And I think, I think I mean, any person listening who is saved can get a testimony that, thank God yes. it's not by my works, because right. we couldn't attain for because we know, we know how we are. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's easy to put on a show for other people, but you know what you think about, you know what you do when no one's looking, and you know the reality of the situation. I mean, isn't it, in, I believe it's Jeremiah, I can't give the exact reference, but he says, you know, the heartful is deceitful above all things. Right, Who Jeremiah 17. Thank you. If the I had my Bible. Yeah, if you had your Bible, <laughs> you'd know that type of stuff. 
So let, let that be a, a testimony for anybody. Where, whenever you go somewhere, make sure to have your Bible handy. Yeah, you know, what if one of your professors is listening to this podcast? I'm sorry, Brother Rocky. I'm sorry, Brother Raspberry. I failed you. You know, I might just send this over there. <laughs> I might email some of these guys. And uh, so if you get kicked out of Bible college, it's my fault. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's much worse things that will probably kick me out for. But. <laughs> You want to talk about those over <laughs> there? Not. No, okay. <laughs> Every time I broke in a, or in, did an infraction against the handbook, that would be like... A well, you go to a fundamentalist school, so that could be anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> All right, so um, this summer you were here for about a week, and, and you know, you were nice enough to come up and visit me in the hospital. I was there, and I apologize for that because I don't think I was completely with it. <laughs> he didn't, for anybody anybody wondering, no, he didn't spew any type of heresy or anything like that. So Not that time. No. <laughs> but I know there are people who visited me, and for a while, for a couple of weeks there, I was like in and out of consciousness. And um, I don't remember everything that took place. So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Maybe I did spread heresy. I know at one point I, I fell asleep on somebody. Um, you know, Tim Babalo. Um, he came in, I, I fell asleep as he was talking. Um, you know, kind of like you used to do in chapel when I, when I was talking. No, 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 I never did it in chapel. I, I was nice enough to all the preachers. I only did it in current events class. Okay, current events class, which I'm teaching this year. But, so, all right, this summer. So you were here for about a week, yep. and then you took off to Texas. Yes, sir. So tell, you, you had an internship there. Yep. Tell us about that. So I had the opportunity, uh, a pastor down there took me and one other individual on. Um, the, whole, the whole internship, what they call it, is they call it the Timothy Project. Uh, the idea behind that is to help prepare young men for ministry. Hmm. Uh, and not just like, you know, the usual ministry aspects. I mean, normal internships, they'll have you do work around the church. But the idea that he wants to, to press upon is make sure you're prepared to preach. Uh, many pastors, you know, they're prepared to do the work around the ministry. You know, they know how to fix plumbing. They know how to do woodworking. Uh, and But many of them don't get the uh, aspect of preaching. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, I think any internship, in, in my opinion, this is this is Daniel Leach's opinion. If you're going to do it. So it's in- worth nothing. <laughs> uh, if you're going to do an internship, I, I highly recommend making sure that you're putting them through the ringer of preaching. Yeah. You know, uh Brother Foster down in Texas, his, his whole idea is to get you preaching every other week, song leading every other week, and then doing a Sunday Wait, school. you were leading music? I was leading music. They heard you sing? They heard me sing. Wow. Yeah, I know. And they kept you there? They kept me there. Wow. It's, it's by the grace of God, I'll tell you. But, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm really thankful for Pastor Foster and just his work that he was willing to do down there with us. Um, but he, one thing that he did is he had us practice our sermons when it was our turn to preach almost, I wouldn't say every day, but he had us practicing it three or four times in a row. And he really worked with us. He really critiqued us. The, the biggest lesson and takeaway that we took was, you know, when it comes to preaching, you're preaching through communication through your personality. And any, any preacher can tell you that every personality is different. Uh, me, and pa- uh, me and Mr. Tumpsmere, if we were to preach in chapel, we're going to be two completely different dynamic individuals. Right. I'm going to be good. You're not. <laughs> And you know, and that's, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, I I'm still young in the ministry. You know, and you know. But what I like about this whole thing, you you, you were telling, you you were 
preaching three times <laughs> before you preach on Sunday morning. Yes. And each time you're critiqued. Two things I really appreciate about that. Number one, it helps you as a as a as a young preacher um, hone your craft. Yeah. Make sure. First off, everything is doctrinally correct. Amen. Um, but then making sure you're communicating that correct doctrine yep. uh, in a way that's um, effective. And so that helps you. But also, I, from a pastoral perspective, I appreciate, and, I, and I don't, I've never met this pastor, but I appreciate a pastor who doesn't just put anybody up there in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. He's making sure you've got this down before you go before the congregation. Because as a shepherd, yes, he's there to help and mentor you, but he's gonna protect that flock. He's got sheep that's under his pastoral care, and he wants to make sure if someone's getting up there, this is gonna be good. And I think that's a fear that a lot of pastors have. Like when you get like a, a young person like myself up, you know, there's there's an ego that tends to come with us. Yeah. You know, because we're, we're fresh out of college, you know. Um, you usually recommend a book. And I think I recommended it last time, and I'm going to recommend it again. Uh, Dangerous Calling by Paul David Tripp. Yeah. You know, he, he taught seminary for a time. Uh, I think he still does, actually. I don't know where, but, you know, he talks about that there's a, there's a prideful spirit that comes – with undergraduate schools, you know, they do their four year, but it comes even more prominently with seminary students. Yeah. You know, they get their master's degree in ministry and they go out and there's this there's this ego that comes from like, I am fresh out, you're not, let me do the talking, you know. Yeah. And I pray to God that that never becomes me. You know, I remember when I did my internship when I was at Pensacola. Um the night before so it was a Saturday night, the night before we were all supposed to go to our assigned churches. Um, one of the professors got up and told it, gave us a talk and he said listen what you guys need to remember is humility mm-hmm. because now you know more theology than most of the people in that pew and first your temptation is going to be to preach everything you've ever known and yet yeah, no one needs that mm-hmm. um, but you're also going to meet people people with silver hair people with a cane, people, older people, they won't know any of the big $9 theology words that you know, but you just need to sit down, shut up, and take their wisdom in. Because you've got knowledge, but they've got wisdom. And that's what you need. You know, I think it what was that angel saying, you know, wisdom is applying the knowledge that you have. Right. Something along the lines of that. And I think... I think any any young person who's who has at least the wisdom enough to take that in is going to go very far in the ministry. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think another thing that we tend to see in our circles is you bounce. Mm. You know, things things die out in a church. Like you know, those seminary students they'll go to a church for a time, they'll preach everything they know, and there's nothing fresh. Yeah, you know, there's there's nothing fresh that comes to them, so they leave. And I think a lot of churches struggle in that area. You know, I, I worked for a pastor once. Um, I won't mention his name, but you know who you are if you're listening, and I, and I think he does listen sometimes. But anyway, um, he told me about his early days in ministry, taking over this church. And after three years, he was done. He was ready to go. And so he spoke to an evangelist friend of his and said, listen, um, I really feel like God's calling me somewhere else. And this evangelist said, no, God's not calling me. 
Like, how do you know? Like, I know what happened. What? You preach topically, and you've run out of topics. And then you started preaching through all your Bible notes in college, and now you got nothing left. It's like, yeah, that was actually the case. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's this, the problem. So in this past year, uh, Heartland, they they teach expository. Yeah, you know, you go through a book. Right. And I really love that idea because it's yeah, it's kind of like a safety net in a sense, but it also is very helpful. You know, because it helps you kind of, you got to do your research. You got to dig right. into the historical background of the text. You, you have to dig into the culture of the time because there, there's a lot of things that I think pastors will misinterpret yeah. because they don't have the cultural or historical background. And, and that, that even context of yeah, the book. Yeah, even the context of the book. You know, I've, I've heard some preachers, they'll, they'll preach messages in Ephesians and they'll, they'll or I'm sorry, not Ephesians, Philippians. And they'll forget the idea of where Paul's at in the time. Right. You know, it's a book about joy. It's a book about being in fellowship with one another. And we miss the idea that Paul's not fellowshipping much with anybody because he's in yeah. prison right now. Right. And yet he's he's talking about how oh, he's he's a, learning to be a, a abounded in grace. And you know, yeah. You know, at the end of the Philippians chapter four. You well, know. it also I mean we're commanded to preach the whole counsel of God. Exactly. And yeah. when you're just going through. A topical series. Now, yeah, I'm not against topical. No, series. that that there is are needed. times. There are times where that is right. needed. But your bread and butter is expository messages, where you're exposing everyone to all of what God has to say. I think I think the first message I ever preached was from Luke chapter 12, and I remember you were there when I, when yeah, I first preached. I remember that. Yeah, you know, I preached. I preached the expository. I didn't even know what that meant. Right. But that's how I did it because that's just it makes sense. You expose the text that's there. Yeah. And then you also, it forces you when you preach book by book, verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, is you're going to cover topics that you might not want to cover otherwise. And you, you have to cover, you know, if you're in, you know, Luke 11, you can't skip chapter 12 yeah. and go to 13 if, if, you know, or, people are going to notice that. Or John 8. You know, yeah. there, there are some uh, pastors who will skip John 8. With the you know the woman that was caught in adultery, you know I heard a guy preach on that recently in chapel. Yeah. Um, back in December, I think yeah. it was last year. Terrible message, but um, I th I, no. you know I, I think he did a good job. You know he was talking about casting grace in the lives and not. No, it was a stone. good message. It was a good message. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you're learning expository preaching. I think that's something that a lot of churches don't do, and a lot of churches suffer because they don't. So what's, what are we looking ahead to? Well, I think as of right now, going into my senior year, this is, this is really like about the defending of the faith. Yeah. You know, we talked at breakfast earlier, you know, I'm going to be taking apologetics. And you told me there was like classical and then what was it? Presupposition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know which one this apologetics is going to uh, teach from or what idea that is. Um, I just know I'm going into apologetics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm excited for that because I think, I think one thing I really struggle to do is to communicate my defense. Right. You know, I know what I believe in, but now it's the idea of communicating that. Right. And, um, you know, we're commanded to give a reason for the hope that's within us. And so um, it's good to know because, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but not everyone agrees with us. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, there are some people that 
you need to be able to give them some answers. Um, but at the same time, people are lost, not because they don't have the answers, but because they refuse the truth. Um, because Romans 1 tells us that already we have within us we can look knowledge at, of God. Yeah, we can look at creation and see the, right, see exactly. the amazingness of God. Right. Um, so we wouldn't call that a saving knowledge. Yeah. Um, that's general revelation. We need special revelation from Scripture, from God's Word. Um, and we build upon that. Yeah. And now I'm launching into an apologetics message myself. But I'll try to I'll turn a little back. So you're taking apologetics, and I you're also taking government. Yep. U.S. government. So I'm going to be interested to know what you remember from my government class. I actually don't really remember a whole lot. I'm pretty sure like once we get into government, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I remember I remember Mr. Thompson teaching on that. Oh yeah, I remember that was the class I was sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no current events. Remember? Yeah. And it was only it was only when we got into the really boring debates. What boring debate? Nothing about my class is boring. <laughs> I remember. I remember there was one argument that was happening between two girls in the front of the class, and I don't remember. I don't remember what it was about. It was. It was something about what something that Trump had said. He said a mean tweet. Oh, that could be anything. Yeah, that could have been anything. Trump. And I remember we we really got off the trail with this debate, and I kind of was just totally beginning to nod off because I was like. This doesn't pertain to what we're trying to talk about. Why are we talking about this? You know, ironically, right here, in studio with us, oh. are my Make America Great Again hats um, that I keep... I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump, but I'm a big fan of politics, so I collect stuff. But anyway... So you're saying... So would you, would you collect my stuff if I tried to run for president? I would collect your stuff if you tried to run for president. <laughs> Are you planning to run for president? I don't know. If the Lord leads that way, maybe. You never know. One day he may call me out of the pastor and he's like, you're running for president. Okay. You know, there is a pastor right now running for president. Really? Um, what's his name? Ryan Brinkley? Something like that. I don't remember exactly his name, but he gave me a free hat. Oh, blame it. So, well, actually, it cost me a dollar. But um, <laughs> that's what I love about this current political season is you've got, as a Republican, you've got to get 40,000 different donations. Wow. To qualify for the first debate. And so you've got guys like... Um, Isn't Donald Trump running again? Trump is running again. But Trump's already got all that. Um, but some of the lesser-known guys, Doug Burgum, who's a governor, and uh, was that Peter Suarez, who's like the mayor of Miami. And who was the other guy? There was another guy. I can't remember his name. Out of Michigan. But <laughs> they're literally paying you to donate. So, um, I donated a dollar. That's all that's needed. And I got a $20 gift card. Oh, well, amen. So... To where? Um, no, it's just like a Visa card. So oh. You can use it anywhere. So, um, I got dinner thanks to Doug Burgum. Oh. And so I... I <laughs> is, this, is this free advertising for him as well? No, because I'm not planning on voting for him. Oh, okay. Um, but if you're looking for money, <laughs> that's how you get it. Oh, there you go. Um, there, I don't know... <laughs> It, it seems like bribery to me, but I'm taking advantage of it. Is it is it bribery though? I mean, I don't I don't really see him getting much out of it. I mean, you he gets a dollar and you just gave him he gave you twenty. Well, what he needs is the donation because uh, you know even if he gets four uh, forty thousand people who just donate a dollar, 
that gets him on the debate stage, and that gets him attention. Uh, uh, okay. That he probably otherwise wouldn't get. Okay, that's so If you don't make the debate stage, you need to know this for government. You're taking government during an interesting year, during a, a that, presidential that election. That is true. I, th I think that's, each time I've taken government, it's been during a presidential year. Because I think when I took government, it was when, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that would have been the, yeah, the year that, of Trump. Um, so... Those are an interesting four years. Yeah. Uh, I hope Republicans pick somebody else. But anyway. Um... We're not here to talk about it. No, we're not here to talk about politics. Why are we talking about politics? I don't know. You got us on that subject. Look at your shirt. You're, you're wearing a political shirt right now. Okay. Uh, with a quote from Ronald Reagan. Reaganomics. Who, oh yeah, my, yeah, my post. I oh. used to have a big poster of Reagan, but it got destroyed. I don't think it's um, destroyed. Never. Oh, I'm just stupid kids in here. Teenagers. <laughs> um, but now I've got another. Smaller one. Yeah, but a smaller one. It's not the same quote, is it? I can't even read it from here. Um, I can't read it from here either. Okay, so we're both blind. Yeah. All right. That's anyway. what I got. That's what I got from this. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> Since we've uh, all right, so let's talk about recommended resources. So, you you mentioned already. Dangerous Calling by Paul David Tripp. Yep. I think that's that's a big one, especially for like anybody that's going into the pastorate or somebody who's even been a pastor for, for a few years and you know, you're just looking for material. I think that'd be a really great resource. Another one I'd really recommend, and we've talked about preaching, uh, Biblical Preaching by Haddon Robinson. Yes. Or uh, Donald Snookin. So we're going to give three resources. Uh, Invitation to Biblical Preaching. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Snookin was a, I believe he was a, a mentee to... Robinson. Okay. So he, he usually brings in a lot of good advice. I haven't actually read his book entirely, but I've pieced you know, things together. I, I met Haddon Robinson. Really? Back in the day. Back when I was in college. He's dead now. But now that has nothing to do with me meeting him. Yeah. But yeah, the Robinson book is pretty much the classic. Um, for any expository. So for those of you that have been listening and you usually preach yeah. topical and you're looking for interesting resources on expository, Patton Robinson and then Don Snicking would be two good resources. I um, you know, another for preaching that you should look into is um, a small book mm -hmm. whose title I can't remember um, by Stephen Lawson. Mm -hmm. You should know the name Stephen Lawson I've when it comes name. to preaching. Um and I'm trying to Google this now um, on Amazon. So, Daniel, talk about something else. As I'm, uh, <laughs> this is really bad podcasting. We're we're kind of winging it. So, but um, uh, you're not doing a great job <laughs> here, Daniel. Well, you're you're the host. You, you know, give me a topic to talk about. You know, we've talked about preaching. We've talked about the many hats of ministry, you know, from the pastor's perspective. Yes. Which... Um, I do think you, you started a new tradition mm -hmm. on the podcast um, that I think we should continue. Oh. Um, oh, here it is. The Kind of Preaching God Blessings oh, by Steve Lawson, Stephen J. Lawson. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, I was down in Chicago, and he gave a one-day seminar on preaching, which was just fantastic. Uh, and by the way, he doesn't agree with. We're talking about screens in the church. So he doesn't. He doesn't do that. Uh, just so, a random throwing out there. So, for those of you that don't know, we were talking about apologetics, and we were talking about one debate that happened was between using screens in ministry or not. 
and most most independent fundamental Baptist churches that I know of down south, they don't really use many screens for ministry aspect other yeah. than, you know, they have the screens out in the foyer and in the auditorium just to kind of show a pre-service of what they're teaching in or things of that nature. Right. So, so um, I was going to say something else I completely lost. There was a tradition you said that we started. Oh, yeah, tradition that we started <laughs> with the podcast where the guest buys me breakfast before the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we, that should be a tradition now. Um, so have, have, I do, have I done that every time? I don't think I have. Not every time. That's why I'm saying you started it today. Okay. So... If that gets me on the podcast, I mean, why not? Yes, that, that's your entry fee. <laughs> and so, um, trying to think of my upcoming guest, Jesse Knopp, Chris Eldridge. Um, you guys should be planning to buy me breakfast. Uh, I think on Monday we're going to be doing some of that. Um, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. We'll be praying for you as you head back to college. And um, when you get back, you'll come back on the podcast. You'll buy me breakfast. and um, Preach chapel. Preach chapel. And when you preach chapel, I want you to do me one favor. Yeah. Bring your Bible. I will. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all the time we've got for this week. So hopefully we're going to get back on a regular podcasting schedule now that I'm out of the hospital and I'm out of the wheelchair. I'm walking around. You know what we should have done? I should have I should have went to one of those, like, you know, uh, televangelist meetings and prayed to be you know, able to walk and then just got out of my wheelchair really dramatically. And like, anyway, no, that's terrible. Why would I do that? Um, anyway, so I'm hoping to get on some back, uh, yeah. And um, the big series on the Apostles' Creed, we're actually um, going to finish that at some point. We started, I started recording this before COVID, but it's taken a while. Um, and then I think we're going to move into a series on the I Am Statements. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, and then after that, I think we're going to go through Hebrews 11. Just oh, giving you a chart. Yeah. Hebrews 11, that's the uh, heroes of the faith, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That'll be good. So I was planning on teaching that in summer school this year. Oh. And as it turned out, I was in the hospital. So I have all the books and stuff I bought, so I'm ready to use it somewhere. All right, so anyway, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Uh, we'll have the links to everything we just mentioned there. So until next week, have a good rest of your week.